0: Players podcast stand by. Places please. Hosts and guests. Places please. House lights go. Curtain go. Podcast go.
1: Welcome to Places Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, managing artistic director at the theater, and this is season four, episode four for our Acting Up production of Happily Ever Before. The show is the second production in our 2022 2023 stage door season. Coming up in Act Two, we talk to the most frequent guest to appear on our podcast, Tyler Rinney, who directs the show. But first, we have to visit Act One. Happily Ever Before is a mixed up fairy tale story that gives several classic villains through some time travel shenanigans one more chance to get their own Happily Ever Afters. The show is a mashup of a variety of fairy tales, including Snow White, Cinderella, and Br'er Rose, better known as Sleeping Beauty. Along the way, we interact with several other stories such as The Three Little Pigs, Hansel and Gretel, Little Red Riding Hood, Goldilocks, and Robin Hood. But of course, it's the villains who really take center stage in this story. While many of these stories are today most well-known thanks to their various cartoon adaptations, namely those by a certain mouse-based multinational entertainment conglomerate, these stories all go back to well before the House of Mouse adapted them. Many of the most well-known stories come from the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm published their first collection of folktales called Children and Household Tales in 1812. As folktales, though, these stories of course predated the early 19th century. In fact, Cinderella, for example, has variations from all over the world, with one of the earliest versions being traced back to as early as 7 BC in Greece. The grim version of these folktales are very dark. You probably would not want to read these versions to little Sally or little Timmy right before tucking them in for the night, Um, unless you didn't want them to sleep without a nightmare for a week. Personally, I find them the perfect way to keep kids from eating my candy-covered house. Get off my lawn, you kids! But anyway, back to the show. These versions of the characters and stories are definitely on the fun side, and shouldn't give anyone nightmares, unless you are a director or a costumer for this production. The script is by playwright Tracy Wells, a Detroit-based writer who has over a 100 youth plays and skits published. This production is part of our Acting Up After School program and features a cast of 30. It is directed by our Associate Artistic Director Tyler Rinney, and it is our 22nd acting up production. The show runs approximately 90 minutes with a 10-minute intermission. It is rated a 1 on our production rating scale, and that means it is for all audiences or the equivalent of a G-rated movie. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. Well, Tyler, thank you for being pulled away from Set Painting to join me in the fabulous Community Players Podcasting Studio to talk about the show today.
0: Yep, it's uh, good to be back once again as the most frequent guest here and possibly uh, my final time on your podcast
1: here, Jamie. Well, well, I, I suppose uh, it might be the final time for, for with me, but yes. uh, not the final time for the podcast no, itself, no, hopefully. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about that on another episode of the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, so maybe I'll be back for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll host. Uh, that <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but anyway, um, talk to us about happily ever before. Why don't you just kind of give us a, a little bit of a rundown of what this show is about and what audiences can expect.
0: Uh, So, this show picks up with the end of all of the fairy tales, your favorites uh, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White, as the princesses get their happily ever after, uh, meeting up with their princes. But then we see all of their villains show up, complaining that they never get a happily ever after. And Rumpelstiltskin steps in and uh, suggests that they try a little bit of time travel to go back to the once upon a time portion of the story. Uh, So, the story ends up getting all mixed up uh, between not only those three stories but many others including the three little pigs uh, big bad wolf and uh, little red riding hood goldilocks etc etc as uh, we go back in time to mix up all these popular fairy tales
1: so it's a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey thing.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, it'd be a lot shorter show, I imagine, if uh, Doctor Who would show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so how is this different than other... kind? Uh, there's, there's a lot of mixed-up fairy tale kind of shows out there. Um, how is this different than some of those?
0: Yeah, we've done a few of those already ourselves. Uh, the thing that drew me to this one was the, the time travel element that I mentioned. Mm. Uh, just that interesting little hook at the beginning of the show, how they do... They They've already seen how these stories play out and they have the chance to try to do a do over and uh, but things end up uh, working out much differently, but also much the same. So it's Ah. really it's really interesting for uh, sure. All audiences know how these fairy tales end up. And it's interesting, I think, for them to see how they arrive at the same destination while
1: getting there a different way. So it's a surprisingly profound examination of predestination versus free will, is what you're saying, right?
0: That's exactly what I was saying, yes, 100%. <laughs> yes, because that's exactly
1: what a yeah. kid show is it's about. It's definitely not
0: just a silly reason to put a bunch of fairy tales together. No, 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 no. It's, it is a
1: profound examination. <laughs> and, you know, you could laugh about
0: it, but I would write that kid's show. Yeah, yeah,
1: you, yes, you would write that kid's show. <laughs> um, You know, speaking of these kind of fairy tale mashups it really got me to thinking you it's a really popular genre to mix up these uh fairy tale these familiar stories of course the most famous being the musical into the woods but you know especially in youth productions there's a lot of this these kind of shows out there um why do you think it's such a popular approach to playwriting
0: i think two different reasons one it's an easy hook to draw audiences in um especially Uh, audiences with kids um, that they can say, Hey, we know these stories already. Here's a hook for us to come in and enjoy. Um, But also for, for people auditioning for shows as well, that they get a chance to, hey, I played Snow White in this story. Even if it's not you know, necessarily the one they grew up with, with the Disney one, they get a chance to play these really popular characters and also put their own spin on them. Um, for instance, I always come back to Skin Private Eye, which we did a number of years oh, ago. Oh, that's right, yeah, um, yeah. Which was kind of a film noir take on all of these fairy tales. So you had people playing Cinderella, but you're playing them as a femme fatale. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. it's, it's really a fun twist for, for the actors as well. As well
1: yeah yeah you know and every time you've said rumpelstiltskin's name today you know <laughs> jonah has been screeching uh, yeah yeah and, exactly <laughs> and stomping his yeah feet. you can
0: hear him over at the middle school yeah <laughs> He's like what's going on <laughs> yeah he doesn't even know it's yeah like s- someone's poking his uh voodoo doll <laughs> yes exactly
1: exactly and i here's a nice transition you know it's, uh talking about let's talk a little bit about the cast um how many uh kids are in the show and who are some of the the main characters we've established that uh, that jonah is apparently rumpelstiltskin uh and yeah, screeching right. in agony right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're uh back up to our usual acting up enrollment of 30 kids which has uh, been great to see the past couple semesters um after we were down a little bit uh during covid so it's great to see um those numbers coming back up including i think a third of the cast is uh, brand new to acting up oh excellent uh, not necessarily brand new to the theater. Mm -hmm. Some of them were involved in Stars of Summer, uh, but some of them not. Uh, So it's good to see a lot of new kids, and not just the youngest kids as well, but older kids becoming involved. Uh, But you ask about some of the cast. Um, We have all of our our main villains are played by Kipton Barons and Kalen Baloo and Lena Tunick. Um, So those are the ones that are kind of driving the action there. Um, And then you have the three princesses that I mentioned, played by Addison Schaefer, Carolyn Davis, and uh, Joe Davis as well.
1: I was impressed that you were able to remember these kids' names, Yeah, because you know, I'm working with, like, 15 in, yeah. in um, another show right now, and, and I cannot remember any of their names. I'm like, you're that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're kid number three. I will. Uh,
0: two things on that. I do try to make a point of it, and also I work with them literally the entire year long, too. That's true. That they do all three of the shows that are going on for the entire year. So I do basically see most of them, you know, at least once a week. 52 yeah. <laughs> weeks yeah. out
1: of the year yeah. so, <laughs> so they don't become as interchangeable as they do for me when i yeah. have to work with kids i could definitely see that <laughs> although it is
0: interesting when kids are gone let say they don't do stars of summer but then they come up for acting up and i'm like oh you've grown a full foot and a half <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i've noticed that with some of the kids yeah. in this show i'm like wow you're much taller than you were even this summer yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely um so uh, shifting gears a little bit um i want to say congratulations to you um uh and uh why don't you share the the news that's kind of related to acting up and uh, a project that we did a year ago
0: uh yeah almost exactly a year ago when you'll be listening to this podcast i assume if you're listening when it comes out but uh the last show that i wrote for community players was forest paths a collection of creepy uh stories that acting up performed and i actually just a couple days ago uh, signed a contract with youth plays uh, to publish that script um, so it'll be in, uh, joining their catalog shortly for uh, theaters and schools uh, around the country and the world to be hopefully put on their own productions of Forest Paths
1: yeah that's that's really cool and I think that's uh, something that people should be really I mean this, this isn't a, a usual thing you yeah. know that uh, that a, a theater you know commissions and produces original works like this And then, you know, you're able to go out and get them published uh, and distributed, you know, all over the world. Um, It's it's a really another one of those unique feathers in community players caps, I think.
0: Yeah. And it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do necessarily for those of you who have been following youth productions or even my career, you know, I've written other plays in between the last (laughs) one I've had published. So, um, it, I've been spending almost 10 years trying to get more plays published and finally got another one here. So, uh, hopefully it's a beginning of a good relationship with youth plays. I really worked really closely with an editor over there to a really, um, improved the script even from, uh, one that I was already happy with when we produced it. Um, so I feel like I have a really good relationship with them already and I'm hoping to, uh, continue with them. And they were my first choice to publish this script mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I only sent it to them first and if they turned it down, I was going to send it out to a bunch of other places. Um, they're, they're just a really, um, they're a choosy publisher. There's, their catalog is not very big. Um, and I've always been impressed by everything that, uh, that uh, i've read there and that we've produced as well um they um published once upon a pine the pinocchio story that we told a while back and a frog quixote as well that we did even further back um, but, yeah, they're a great publisher, and I'm, their scripts look really nice, too. They have nice glossy covers, and, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, and they're formatted really nicely. <laughs> That's like the, the formatting and book nerd of me coming yeah. out. I'm like, oh, my script's going to look really nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it won't look like it just came off of somebody's photocopier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about the process of getting a play published for those of us in the uh, podcasting audience who have never had a play published. Um, what's what's that look like?
0: Yeah, it's definitely the, the tedious part of the job,
1: <laughs> um, that
0: it's a lot of formatting to make
1: sure that it's in a style that
0: uh, publishers want to. It helps them read it. It helps them uh, go through a bunch of scripts. If they're all in the same style, it's a lot easier for them to read and also to tell how long a show is going to be and suss out the characters and uh, length and stuff like that um, it's writing cover letters uh, to pump up your your script uh, to um, write a short synopsis to kind of talk about past publications that you've had and to really try to sell it to them for, before they even read it you know you have to get them interested in the script uh, kind of like with us Jamie when you, you go on a website and go hey does this sound fun to read or not you oh, know yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah. similar to that. Um, And then it's a lot of waiting around. A lot of times it takes up to six months before you even hear back uh, that they want to read your script. Um, and then it can be a lot of times just a form rejection or it can be, uh, okay, we want to read it and then wait another six months and then they pass again. So it's a lot yeah. of waiting around and a lot of formatting. So it's, it's the very unsexy part of writing, which <laughs> writing is so sexy to begin yeah, I, with. You I, I was <laughs> going <gonna say, laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know if I would use the word sexy in youth shows. Oh, <laughs> well, that's true. No, no, probably not. <laughs> glamorous, glamorous. Glamorous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a tedious uh, and a hurry up and wait game to be sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, once again, congratulations on getting your second play published. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing multiple productions all over the country slash North America uh world or whatever um of Forest Paths.
0: Yeah, me too. It'll be interesting uh if and when I ever do get to see one because they one of the edits that my editor and publisher requested was that they wanted to replace one of the stories in the in the show. So there will be whoever does Forest Paths first, beyond us, Uh they will be the first ones to produce one
1: of the stories that i wrote which will be an interesting kind yeah. Of twist yeah yeah and then it would also be interesting uh, if you're not able to see it
0: yeah yeah uh- absolutely it's like <laughs> oh someone just did it and it's out there, and yeah. I don't know what it looked like. Yeah, oh, and
1: they were in Bozeman, Montana. And yeah, exactly. I'm, I can't go to... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so as we uh, shift back to um, the current show, Happily Ever Before, which you didn't write, Correct. just to be clear. Just to be clear, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is there anything else um, that you want to kind of cover as we wrap this up? It's just a fun
0: little show, and I think audiences will get a lot of enjoyment out of it uh, just seeing how these different characters interact Act and uh, the performances that the kids are bringing to the stage.
1: All right, excellent. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us in the glamorous Community Players Podcasting office. <laughs> and uh, go grab a paintbrush and get back to work. I will do. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for The Curtain Call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theater in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Happily Ever Before runs one weekend, November 11th through the 13th. Tickets are available by calling the box office or visiting our website. Next up on the CP stage in December is the regular season production, A Christmas Story, the Musical. I'm Jamie Omer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater.
0: Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes.